0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Girl Vibe Podcast. I'm Miranda and um, I am here with a guest speaker Esme today.
1: Hey bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we're
0: here today and um, yeah we're gonna talk about <sighs> we're gonna talk
1: about a lot of things I yeah, think. I really do think so. Yeah. It's just gonna go venture out into random combos, mm-hmm. but It'll be good. I feel like we'll stick to the idea. Yeah, I think Um. so today our main
0: idea is going to be talking about like purity culture and religion. So just so I guess forewarning that we're going to kind of be getting into like some deeper topics. Um. So,
1: yeah, that's kind of just going straight into those. Those just raw topics of like you know, like kind of like the elephant in the room that we just kind of tend to ignore when it comes to, well, let's explain, I guess, what exactly that means, right?
0: Yeah, so for me, what purity culture kind of consists of is basically the idea um, that you know, we teach we teach young girls. In the church, that we are not supposed to have sex until we're married, and that's ba- basically the main teaching. So there's really no teachings about um, safe sex. There's no teachings about um, really any type of sex education. The the main basis of it is we don't have sex till until we're married, and it's kind of made to be a big deal. Um, Especially for young girls in the church, I'm talking like 11, 12, 13 years old. A lot of these girls haven't even had their first kiss yet, and um, we're, you know, teaching them that we're not supposed to think these things, do these things, um, and this this kind of trauma that I guess lies behind it. Um, with a lot of girls that I've actually talked to. And so, yeah, that was something um, was something that I experienced a lot of trauma behind. And it was kind of something that I had to go through a healing experience, uh, a healing process um, to get through the ideas that were kind of placed upon me in the church. So I guess that's like my main point today. Um, our kind of our main topic is kind of talking about religion, um, talking about our experiences with religion and where we are now, and then talking about purity culture and kind of what that was like for me. And then we'll kind of go into Esme's experience as well with, um,
1: with the church and kind of her, her experience with all of that. Yeah. And I guess like both of us just coming from um, specifically Christian, like like a Christian household or like, you know, church and believing in that and being a part of that religion. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you want to start off? Do you want me to start off? (laughs) Girl, how we feeling? (laughs) I go off on rants for sure. Let's let's go into how your experience was. And if uh, I can branch off of that, I'll add to it. Okay, so
0: again, we're kind of be we're going to be touching on like some more sensitive topics. So if this is you know a topic that is um, just a little bit sensitive for you, or you know a little bit triggering, um, I suggest just kind of like skipping this episode because we're going to kind of go more into detail. and, yeah, so this is something I've never really spoken on before. Um, and I think a lot of girls that go through this, they don't really speak on it. Um, but purity culture, religion. So I grew up, I grew up Christian. Um, I grew up going to Christian school. I also was always in Bible study. I was also always, you know, going to church every Sunday. I was very, very involved very. Christian household. Um, I think you know my parents did the the best that they could with what they had. I have very young parents, um, so I think that you know they just tried to you know instill these values in me. Of course, my mom had me young. She didn't want you know me to. I I imagine, um, that she didn't want me to kind of go down that same path. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't blame anybody in this situation for, you know, what, what happened to me or, you know, the feelings that were felt or anything like that, because I do feel like there wasn't exactly, it wasn't like bad intentions towards me or like towards my future or anything like that, but it did end up having like a pretty, um, pretty tremendous impact on me and on my sexuality and just like on my like just sexual health in general. So kind of to start off, um, I guess for me, so with my religious background, um, with being in church, being in Christian school, you know, we were taught, you know, in in Christian school, you can't hold hands. There's no kissing. And I'm talking like in high school, like I, I was like in Christian, like, you know, from Um, elementary school to high school. I was in a Christian school and yeah, it was just kind of taught like, you know, we don't, we don't have any type of, um, physical like interaction with anybody. So when I got to be maybe around 11, 12 years old, um, so I was involved in a church. I was actually right here, like down the street. I was involved in a church and, um, my church decided to have uh, like purity class, basically, it was what they called it. And so what that consisted of was we're going to go, we're going to go to youth group, they're going to split up the guys and the girls. And the guys are going to go into one room with the guy youth leaders. And the girls are going to go into another room. And basically, the pastors sat us down and told us how It was wrong for us to have sex before marriage. We shouldn't even be lusting. We shouldn't be, you know, messing with anybody. And that's not just, you know, they actually the act of having sex, but that's, you know, kissing, that's touching, that's anything, any type of sexual activity, con- you know, contact. Um, I also had youth youth leaders who, you know, were just so adamant about how they had waited till marriage to have their first kiss. They had their first kiss on the altar.
1: <laughs> that's cap youth I leaders no. I don't think they were capping no you know what sometimes but then that uh, i don't know about you but when i had because i can i can relate and when i had youth leaders you know giving that example or saying things like that and just lacking experience for me at least that's how i viewed it i just thought to myself like what like if you're that much older than me in my head at the time i just thought like that's all the experience you've gone through like to me it just it didn't wrap I couldn't wrap my head around it because like I'm a curious cat so it's like I'm always like I want to know more I'm going to question everything I want to experience everything why can't we do it why 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 you know whether where these people are okay being in boxes and like just limiting themselves from experiencing or being or expressing themselves to me that just wasn't that just wasn't an environment I wanted to be a part of in general. Like it just didn't resonate for me because it was just like, what the heck? Like that's not relatable. Yeah. You know, and very, very limiting. Um in my eyes, lack of better word, it was just kind of like whack. You know, like that's weird. <laughs> that's weird, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, girl. Like that's literally like
1: that was, that. was my
0: experience, you know? They told us, um, you know, God doesn't, you know, oh, and and let's go deeper than that they told us that god lives inside us all okay so god lives inside us so if you let anybody inside you whether that be a finger whether that be anything
1: yeah
0: you're letting it into god
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be a juicy podcast this is gonna be good just know we just got started and we're barely 10 almost 10 minutes in okay so yeah this is incredible and you know what adding to that that fact of like you growing up in a christian just like school household you know just church in general and just being like involved because of influence in your environment from your parents or from your you know peers at school and just the fact that you had to go to school there and stuff like that Hmm. it just is like It's crazy how you can say that you come from a place of, like, trauma almost. How and why does that cause trauma? Like, where does that necessarily, like, was it the suppression of you as, like, just experiencing the human experience? You know what I'm saying? Or, like, was there something that was, you know, like, I don't know. I don't want to pry, but it's, like, how does that, you know? Because, like, to me, I can relate. And I feel definitely a trauma uh, because when it comes to like now and re relearning things and kind of letting go of like the way I was taught to be versus how I want to be and what I want to believe and how I want to live my life and the values I hold now, it's just so crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's healing because mm-hmm. at the same time, it's me realizing like, dang, you were traumatized girl because this is not the way you think. and mm-hmm. This is not the way you want to go about life you know all power to those people that you know have that or they want to go about it that way to me personally that was just limiting and i relate in the sense of just feeling trauma in a sense yeah like my experiences now
0: yeah for sure um i could say i can say that you know for me i say that i experienced like religious trauma and i say that kind of lightly because i know that you know there are you know that that's kind of like a like a heavy word um kind of a heavy subject to to just go out and say that but um for me you know if you listen to my to the last episode um about you know my diagnosis and kind of my mental health journey i grew up very anxious already um so for you to tell me that if i have a thought pop into my head um i if i have a thought pop into my head about me being with somebody me kissing somebody, me, you know, lusting at all that I'm going to hell because I might as well have just been with them. And then to be with them before marriage is a sin. So you're already, you're, you're scaring me. And, and that's, that's what I don't like about, about religion and about kind of this whole topic was, it was like, it felt like a scare tactic. Um, And I just feel like there's a lot there's a lot better ways to go about, you know, sexual education, about, you know, keeping girls safe, about preventing, you know, unwanted pregnancies than to just tell people you're going to go to hell. Um, don't do it. And so, I mean, a lot of the things they taught us, you know, so we went through that class. Um, a lot of the things, you know, and it's like, these are pastors in here. These are people we look up to. And, you know, so that that's another thing is but having people that you respect, Um, and that you look up to, that's pretty scary for them to look at you and, you know, sit all, all the girls, all the young girls in a room and tell you, like, you can't, like, you don't have sex before you're married. Like God's watching you. God lives inside you. He knows everything that you do. Um, and yeah, like, just don't do it. Like, there's nothing good that comes out of it. And on top of that, telling you, you know, that if a guy does want does is lusting after you or you know if you are thinking and feeling you know human human feelings by the way um, if you are feeling those things like with each other that he probably doesn't really want you and that true love that was what they always said true love will wait true love will not make you have sex true love will you know they they won't like a, a fi- there will not be a physical aspect to it. It's all going to be, you know, um, your mind and your friendship and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, that that was scary. And again, I was like eleven or twelve years old. Um. So, at the end of this whole class, I think it was a couple of days. Um. They did. I w- I don't know what they told the boys. I'm not going to lie. i I would be curious to know what they told them. But um, we went through this whole thing, and at the end. We were given rings by our parents. And again, I don't blame anybody for this situation. Um, I think that my parents were doing the best that they could with what they had and they were young. But we were given rings by our parents to wear and they went on our ring finger and we went in front of the church and we vowed to the church and we vowed to our parents and we vowed to God that we would not have sex before marriage. And I had a ring on my finger. How old are you? I was like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Wait, okay. This is going to be a little bit like um, TMI, you know, like it, you don't have to answer it, but like, did you even? hit puberty by that point yet
0: you know I I don't think I did I mean you know maybe I did maybe I did um it was probably around that same time time, but I mean I had never kissed a boy I had never you know I I remember that specifically just being like okay I have to stay strong I have to stay strong like you know if if a guy if a guy really wants me you know if somebody really really does love me like they wouldn't want that from me like that's you know that that's something that's off limits Mm -hmm. and so you know growing up and then I had to have been in sixth grade seventh grade I don't know I was very young but growing up with that that mindset and I have a ring on my finger now and you're
1: you're married to the like you're married to the game, yeah, like <laughs> like it's like, like, like I'm, the married, game. I'm married, like, to married to God or something. Yeah,
0: you were- yeah, like and I had to go and like do this whole ceremony, and so now I have a ring on my finger. And you're telling me that the the only time I should take it off is when somebody marries me and they put the wedding ring on and they take the purity ring off.
1: Yeah, but then the, like that personally, personally to me, the symbolism of that is like when did. When did Miranda catch a break? Like, when did she get to actually be an individual without a commitment or a ring on her finger? Does that make sense? Like, you hit a certain age, and now you're obligated to live this lifestyle and be this person, quote-unquote, be in a box, you know? Like, be, be this person that the book or God needs you to be. And that leaves no space to ask, like, who is Miranda? without this influence like sure you know but like can she live outside of this you know and then if not the only time that she can take away this this specific lifestyle is if she switches it on to the next commitment right quote-unquote marriage and it's like really i have to hop and hop to commitment to commitment i can't just be free And be Mm -hmm. and live. But I think that's like the, I think that's like the catch.
0: (laughs) And I think like, that's like the thing that I'm like, what I'm against. um, And that's why I'm coming out and I'm talking about it um, for the first time, literally ever is because, (laughs) is because you're keeping girls in a box. You're keeping girls as property, you know, like you're going to have a pastor literally Stand me up here in front of everybody and pretty much embarrass me, you know, forever. And then you're telling me if I say I would have, you know, held that commitment and I would have, um, you know, gone through then on my wedding night, everyone's imagining what I'm doing. (laughs) Weird. Like, <laughs> weird. Like- or like, you know,
1: taking a toast or drinking to like, quote unquote, even like for your quinceanera or your sweet 16 or, you know, turning 21 or becoming 18. Like all these things where it's like you're cheersing to these people's like you know, milestones or like, you know, these points in their life where it's like, you're now able to drink. Now you're able to buy a lottery ticket. Now you're able to fuck. Now you're able to like, (laughs) whoa, you know, and you know, lack of better word in the church, you know, when you got married, it's like, woohoo, you're finally going to fuck. And it's like, that wasn't the point. You're totally missing the fact that marriage is more than just sex. And so now you're just centralizing this this like you're romanticizing that I can't wait to marry my partner just so I can go fuck them and yeah. Make love to them. Sorry if that's offensive, you know, like Let me go It just it puts so much focus on that instead of saying like Let me actually just go through all the motions of what it is and what it feels like to be human So when it comes time to make commitment to a partner and go in for marriage I'm not just thinking about my sex life and i'm not just like lusting over my partner i actually love them for who they are because we've already quote unquote like kind of like checked that off the list because sex is a big important part to like partnership and stuff but at the same time it's not all of it and i think that that it romanticizes you know like especially in religion it's like being you know like let's rush to get married so we can do this finally and it's like, why do you have to feel suppressed? Yeah.
0: And, oh, my God, I have stories about that, too. Especially
1: being in, being in like, Christian school,
0: growing up with these people. Girl, everybody would be married right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be married. And it's like, why do you think? Literally, why do you think? And guess what? Then they're getting divorced.
1: It's just right that, away. Yeah, you just don't <laughs> leave any space to get to know yourself. As an individual, you're getting to know yourself as a unit. You know, like... You are, when you, what, quote unquote, I guess, like, baptize yourself into purity or whatever you do in the church when you vow to this, you know, purity ring and this thing with your church and stuff, you're, like, making a commitment to a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? And And and
0: at the age, you really, I feel like it should be, like, almost illegal to even make girls make that commitment because you're so young. You don't even know what you're agreeing to
1: right
0: and it's borderline like creepy so it's like why are you telling these little girls this you know like why are you even yeah. sexualizing little girls um and I feel like there's just su- such a better way to go about it um than to bring the parents the families involved to bring the whole church involved you know it's not mm-hmm. it's not a proud moment like you like there's nothing like exciting about that it's like you're mm-hmm. literally scaring people And, you know, then there's, you know, the trauma behind, okay, now I found somebody that I really do like Mm -hmm. and I feel human feelings Mm -hmm. and now I'm, like, traumatized and I'm going to go to hell. And now I'm praying every single, you know, time that I have these thoughts about doing something with somebody and now I'm, you know, now I have, like, all these issues, like, sexually because i can't relax and you know and i'm thinking about how god's gonna punish me and all this stuff and i'm you know i'm just a sinner and it just goes so deep and to to have that and also come from you know having so much anxiety um i just feel like it wasn't fair it really just wasn't fair and it's like you're putting all this pressure on a little girl to be perfect um To, you know, go through these motions that pretty much she doesn't even know what they are. I mean, even now I'm like, I'm about to be 25 now. And it's like, oh, my God, like looking back, Mm -hmm. you know, like that was such a like a process for me to kind of heal from um, and to be like, you know what? It's okay, Like, you know, I I can be human and I can love people and I can, you know, it doesn't mean go out and, you know, you know, sleep around and, you know, disrespect your body and, you know, do whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the same time you know you can you can be your own person and you know you can get you know pleasure out of out of things out of people and you know just really be open to like these relationships and um, you know the ones that are good that are healthy and um, you know because obviously you know sex is a very deep thing mm-hmm. Um, it's a very emotional thing and it's not something like to just like you know freely like just like mess you know mess with all the time but um there is there is definitely like physical like connections that kind of happen with it you know and and we talk about like soul ties and stuff like that like there are things um you know you don't want to just be freely open to just like Mm -hmm. having you know having these relationships with everybody right but at the same time we should not have this fear um and i think like a, a religion can kind of be so fear based um especially to women of keeping us in our place, you know, keeping us, keeping us fearing this, this big thing that's bigger than us, um, fearing the man, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we want to be good. We don't want to, we don't want to wear certain things because we don't want to tempt the guys. We don't want to wear spaghetti straps. We can't wear flip-flops. We can't wear, you know, and it was like all these things that we
1: were taught as girls in the church that girl why, <laughs> why did that like I seen this video not too long ago another podcast talking I don't know what interview it was and with who but it was talking about <clears throat> pretty much like how women sexualize themselves with the way that they express and dress you know and how women need to be mindful about what they wear when they leave the house or what they wear out in public because men are going to look or they're going to catcall or they're going to do this and that, you know? And ultimately the man, I think the guy in in the video was like, you know, no problem. Go ahead and be and dress and like express, but don't be surprised when you get catcalled because that's not going to stop people from being whatever and doing whatever. And I think that that's something that already in general, just as women without religion involved, just in, society in general, we already struggle with that, you know, like we're already fearing a random person on the street, no matter who they are, cat calling us, looking at us up and down, we, you know, like whatever. And then to be added on top of that with religion or the things that we're supposed to like have trust in, in this, in this case, you know, like God and like confiding in him and having a bond with him when I feel like I don't know what what to, what to trust, or like how to go about it, or like how do I express myself, and what is the right way, or what is the wrong way, or like what do I need to? It's just too much pressure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I think especially, like I said, just being a woman, having all these pressures on you, feeling like, you know, we need to we need to have all this like virtue and, you know, we need men to respect us. You don't want to look a certain way. You don't want to dress a certain way. But there's just not those same expectations on a man. Um, So that's why I'm curious as to what they actually spoke about when they were in the class. Um, like in that same like youth class that I was in, but it was with the guys. Like I'm really curious as to what they spoke mm. about because I don't think they were telling them the same things. Yeah. <laughs> I, truly, I truly don't. And yeah. even if the guys walked out of there with purity rings or whatever, I mean, I mean maybe maybe they told them, but you know it's it's just different. Like the the expectations on women are so yeah. much different. We're we're expected to be, you know the the perfect ones we need to you know always always look a certain way act a certain way you know you you got to you know be a lady and you know and and it just it, it's just a lot it's just a lot of pressure on girls um and it's really traumatic like it's really really traumatic and yeah. um just it's just so it's just so much, um, to deal with, especially when you're young and then you're, you know, you do start getting your hormones and you start meeting people and you start liking people. And now you're having all of these thoughts in your head. Like, you know, and it's like, no, it's just, it's the devil. Like, I need to suppress these feelings. I need to, you know, ignore it. And I need to pray about it. And, you know, I'm, and it's just like, come on, like, there's so much healthier ways to teach people. Mind you, I never got a sex education. Never, never. Not once did somebody tell me, you know, about, about condoms. Literally. I was, I was so much older. Like when somebody actually taught me what a, like what a condom was, I remember somebody had, I heard that word somewhere and I was like, I don't even know what that is. And like, that's terrifying. Like, it's terrifying that I didn't even know. And it's like, realistically like scaring me into not wanting to have sex i mean come on like you know it's like it's it's natural for everybody um at some point everybody's going to be curious and so it's better to teach people to teach kids to teach especially young girls how to take care of their bodies how to you know protect themselves protect their emotions you know not to you know um you know how to detach um Mm -hmm. And, you know, using condoms about birth control, safe sex, all these things. That is where you're really going to get through to kids, not Mm -hmm. scaring them and, you know, telling them don't do this or else. And, you know. Right. And
1: then the guilt tripping. It's just guilt tripping. Right. I think that, like, growing up, I kind of had – it's weird, like, the best of both worlds in the sense of I was raised in a really Christian-based household, you know, because of my grandparents and, like – um, just more like my and stuff. My mom was kind of in and out, always kind of like growing up, she was going through the phases of like, yeah, super into church. And then kind of like, nah, we won't go to church for a while. And then like we would, and then we wouldn't. So as far as my mom went is like, when I got to that stage in my life, as far as like puberty and like the church and like also not ignoring the elephant in the room that like sex and curiosity and those human feelings we get at those ages and to this day are completely natural. And I think that that's something that we don't pay attention to. Like we're suppressing the fact that these are natural human experiences. Why should there be a negative stigma of like, you shouldn't feel it or you shouldn't ask questions or like talk about it. Why is that such a taboo? You know, like this is natural stuff that comes from us, you know, like these are natural questions, natural feelings. So when I got to that age, it was really weird because like the church was very prominent on like conserving myself, you know, not experiencing that until I found someone that I would marry into, you know, um legally and like through the church and all that. They were just very much on that side versus when it came to a personal level with my mom, you know, I would just be very open to her and express to her, like, hey, let's not ignore the elephant in the room. Like, this is I'm, – I'm, I'm a woman and I have questions and I have, like, needs and curiosities where she would never oppose to any of that. But she would be very much cautious into, like, what I – would do. And, um, it was a little bit controversial when she found out that I lost my virginity. Actually, I was in a relationship. I was, uh, what, 17, I want to say, or something like that. And I hadn't told her at all. And mind you, I had just kind of like strayed away from the, the church scene in general for like about a year, and I was like heavily involved at like 15, 16. And then I got in a relationship and I kind of slowly backed away because I was falling in love. I was feeling human emotions and I didn't want to feel influenced by the church all the fucking time and like guilty for being a human. So when it kind of like got to that point, I think three months into dating him, my mom, I guess she just was able to tell something on me physically where she was like, did you have sex? And I was like, <laughs> so no, like a girl. Like in my head, I was like, dun dun dun. You know, like I was scared. I was like, do I lie? Do I not lie? What the fuck do I do? I'm scared. You know, because a part of me was like, This is my mother. I'm gonna be honest. But another part of me was like, No, I'm gonna go to hell. <laughs> like, yes, you know? <laughs> like, um, only if she knew how hard it was the actual time, like the actual day of losing it. Like that was a whole nother experience. I'm not gonna get into that. That I but know. like with my mom when she found out, she was like, Did you do it? And I was like, Yeah. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. did. And she got so mad at me, dude. So mad at me. But once she was over her emotional aspect of just being upset and disappointed in me or whatever, she was real. And she was like, okay. So let's be real. We're going to have to go to the birth control clinic. We're going to get you on birth control. You're going to use a condom. And then she gave me like that sex ed because she had no other choice than to, you know, where I just told her, you know what, mom, I love you. I'll I'll do respect with the way that I was raised and stuff, but I'm going to have to be real, real with you. Like, it's not going to stop me from being in love. It's not going to stop me from experiencing. I'm super, super sorry. Not sorry. I'm going to experience this, you know? And I think that that's when, um, she wasn't necessarily happy, but I, I, I kind of just started getting to know myself as, like, my, a feminine and, like, what that meant to me. But I struggled a lot on a personal level. Yeah. I still – even though I rebelled and I made it a point that I'm not going to, like, listen anymore or go abide and by this, it still was incredibly hard because there was still that guilty conscious and that consciousness and, like, that fear of, like, I'm doing bad i'm sinning I'm. this is horrible there was a lot of fear put into like if i were to indulge in pleasure it was wrong or it was a sin or like i just struggled a lot with just accepting and diving into what it meant to be that and then it carried along with emotional baggage psychological bag- it was just
0: yeah, definitely. No, I can I can relate with you like a thousand percent um, just with all of that, you know, like I, I never like had like conversations like with my parents or anything, um, but just in general it was just the, it was just like the overall, you know, just vibe that you get like when you're, um, when you're talking about these things and it's just kind of something, it's just it's just like, let's just not talk about it. Um, that's kind of like how it always felt. And, you know, and, you know, when I did get to the age and I was getting confused and I had questions and stuff and then it's like you're getting information from kids at school and, you know, just like all these outside sources and it's I just feel like honestly if, you know, when whenever I have kids um, that that's a priority of mine is just making sure that I'm open that, you know, I have those uncomfortable conversations and I'm real and, you know, just no BS like because it's just really all it's doing is harming um i don't think you're saving anybody by scaring guilt tripping anything like that if, mm-hmm. if if anything you're making kids rebel more um yeah be more curious and you know just it, it's just i feel like it's just harmful um you know psychologically on especially on girls um i think just overall but um yeah, so.
1: It's yeah, kind of- it was kind of like when, you know, it's kind of like how they say, like, when you say, when you tell somebody to do something, they're not going to do it or they're going to do the opposite of that. Yeah. Because it's like, you, you don't tell people to how to experience the human experience. Point blank, period. And I think that that's what religion has a problem doing, is that they involve, there, there's a fine line between being an individual and like living out your experience because at the end of the day, you're human you're going to do it nonetheless. You know, whether you 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 could be so cautious, you could prepare for it so much, you could know so much, you could know so little. At the end of the day, you're still going to do what you're going to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think that that's where it's like that fine line of like, yeah, strive to be this way, you know, but at the same time, let's be realistic and go about it through the natural phases that we should go about it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, don't get me wrong. I don't disagree with religion when they say it's a sacred act it's to be done with someone that is you know and you know that isn't to take that away or degrade that that that's not the point here but at the same time it's like you can't also just go about it as if you're not allowed to experience or get to know yourself or still be able to allow yourself to experience different partners or different, you know what I'm saying? And I, I even like wrote a couple like notes here and like bullet points as to like how personally as a woman or just girls in general um, feel it's like it's adding one of them was adding fear to um, your sexuality. I don't know about you, but like now that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 25 at the end of this year. So I'm 24. So, so far, um, as a woman and like kind of reintroducing myself and reparenting and relearning and like teaching myself what sexuality means to me, my needs, my wants, what I getting to know myself, what it means to be a woman and not just like on a sexual, like level with a like a partner, but with myself, um even getting to know myself on a hormonal level so kind of like aligning with my hormones of like my periods you know my taking care of myself more taking my vitamins and just things like that so just um sex in general has been kind of hard because it's like on us on a physical level that's already one thing on a psychological level that's another thing you know on an emotional level um whether it be with yourself or whether it be with a partner right now, you know, like I said, I'm 24 and I'm, I'm getting somewhere with it, but I'm struggling right now to differentiate like, okay, this is okay. This is your body's wants. This is your body's needs. Get to know yourself. You know, this isn't wrong because in my brain it's like, no, you shouldn't be doing this. This isn't allowed. Um, God forbid I indulge in pleasure because there's energy looking down on me that 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 I'm not doing it. You know, I don't know. It's just like there's that that fear still where even though like my physical is like I want this, I'm ready for this, I like this, I I deserve this, you know, because it's human and it's natural, my head is still like no. No. Like yeah. that that's not right. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Stop what you're doing, you know, and it's really rough. But, um, yeah, adding fear to, like, being sexual. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but, like, dark femininity, like, your dark femme, you know, like, your fierce femme, that not just, like, like, that just, like, that powerful part of you. And a lot of us women suppress that.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And I think it's kind of, we're kind of conditioned to, um, I think that, you know, we're, we're really taught, um just I mean subconsciously taught I don't I don't even think you know people just say it just like you know directly but I think it's just kind of the overall kind of theme of, of you know being a woman and you know pleasure and all of that but it's like sex is like really got, like a guy's you know pleasure like I mean yeah. if you're you know a, we're talking about heterosexual sex like pretty much the whole time so yeah you know in this case you know it's not it's not really your your time like, yeah. you know, so it's, like, that's another thing, too, is just having, um, would it be stigmas, like, in your head about, like, what, you know, what sex is and, yeah. you know, what we should be getting out of it and stuff. And ultimately, most of the, like, most of the time, it's for the guy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Because on top of, you know, when I said adding fear to sexuality, another one I mentioned was uh, bottling up your creativity, mm-hmm. you know, because sexuality, like also being sexual or being in touch with your body in general and just stuff like that actually co it like goes hand in hand with creativity like it enhances that but the way that women get in tuned with that is completely different to men you know what i'm saying like because women go about sex way more emotionally versus men go way more mentally into things you know more physically i guess to say they know you know they go about it just like they don't think or, you know, just transfer the energy, I guess, to say the least in that sense. Um, but yeah. suppressing that femininity of women are afraid to express themselves, be themselves, want things, say and need things, you know. And it's all about what they need, what they want. And because they're able to get it quick, quickly, more conveniently or whatever it is, you know, the woman doesn't necessarily, quote unquote, like get off like that. We don't, you know, we go about it completely different or, um, also, what did I mention? I said enhancing hormones, not in a good way. Like sometimes it just, you know, it can cause those like disruptions with your hormones, you know, especially if you're like at a young age and that anxiety too, you know, like the, just the chemical imbalances that it causes, um, feeling bottled up, you know, again, that's where maybe like depression or like just things like that can like creep in take a hold because you're already suppressing a part of you that is critical that is human you know what i'm saying that is very important like i think that that's the natural part of like the human development for both men and women you know what i'm saying but societally based it's just more accepted for men than for women because god forbid the woman expressed herself because that's powerful I'm going to just say that I'm going to just say that like when the woman gets into her femme and into her energy and is creative and is flowing and is, uh, you know, safe and feels safe being able to indulge into what she finds pleasurable, not just the act of penetration, because that's not always the case, you know, as it is for men, Um, you know, men's what what is it like chemically, like hormonally, like they re what is it their hormones like reset every fucking 24 hours (laughs) as we're women we do this on a monthly basis so like we process completely different to men another part with the whole purity purity culture that that fear instilled or like the level weight no that's not realistic like how are you gonna ever get to know yourself and what you need and what you want your likes and dislikes in a partner if you never allow yourself to experience partners yeah yeah that that was the thing um yeah that was
0: oh my god that was like their freaking slogan was like love will wait you know true love will wait um if somebody really loves you they wouldn't be pressuring you into doing this if somebody really loves you blah blah blah. and that's freaking traumatizing because then you're like wait like so then you know you get older you're meeting people and you're like so they are talking to me like this. What does that mean? Like, is this the devil? Like, what is it? You know? And it's like, you're thinking (laughs) so far into it instead of just, you know, thinking of like, what it is like, you know, we're humans, we have connections and, you know, we have attractions and, you know, and, and that's okay. Like, you know, as long, as long as, like I said, as long as, you know, there's nothing, you're not hurting yourself. You're not hurting anybody else. And, um, you're keeping yourself safe, and you know you're you're you know keeping your boundaries and all of that stuff, but you know just that level way, um, it's kind of it's like you have to have your guard up with everybody. You can't trust anybody. You're you know it's like you're always expecting the worst in every situation. Like everybody's you know playing you. Everybody's um, you know, like nobody can be trusted, mm-hmm. and um, that was kind of what I what I always got from that kind of piece of it but yeah i definitely looking back i'm like oh my gosh like it's 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 just it's just too it's
1: it's resistance to flow yeah it's just it's what it is i feel like as humans boys girls doesn't matter in this case you know girl talk but like boys girls doesn't matter it's flow it's the natural human experience we want to feel these things we are if we weren't supposed to think them we wouldn't you know, does that make sense? And it's like the more we repress, the more we suppress, the more we just confine, confine, like just what is the word I'm looking for? We confine ourselves into like- a box. It's you're gonna rebel more, or you're just gonna come out and just explode, mm-hmm. you know, from all the tension and the trauma and the fucking everything that you've built up inside. When it's like, no, just ask these questions, be honest about these questions. Because when these people, in this case, religion, pastors, you know, like youth, pastors, anybody, when they make you feel wrong for feeling these things, going back to that, you know, like for feeling these things or for wanting to experience these things, it has a lot to say about them. Yeah. You know? And it's giving creep because, um, <laughs> look, I'm going
0: to tell <laughs> it's giving uh, scary because- <laughs> Literally, why did my pastor of my church, speaking of, so you're up here, you have little girls up here vowing to never have sex before marriage and you're going to do all this weird stuff. Why Why are you cheating on your wife? (laughs) Why are you literally cheating on the other pastor of the church, which is your wife? Like, come on. It's just like, you're literally just your priorities are not in the right spot like you really probably need to fix your own life before you worry about these little girls and um yeah because you're not helping i mean it would be one thing if you know they're really helping and
1: for me it feels like like mini (sighs) mini hollywood yeah i don't know about you but like it's just fake every church i've been in a lot of like churches like we've hopped around a lot of churches growing up we went through a lot um it's all church like they all has one thing in common it feels like high school yeah it feels like high school and i'm like wait hold on high school never stops you know high school is life life is high school life is constantly like a lesson of like who said she said we said he said you know and yeah dude i don't know like the same people that were out here preaching certain things were the same ones that out there doing these things you know so when it got to those points of controversy and i was like wait hold on make it make sense and what what is this double double standard here you know like what is this i don't like this the the unjustness you know like the suppression the it made me want to cause a riot you know internally at least it was like no well i don't owe you nothing you know yeah. so it it that that sense of rebellion and also again seeing it in my parents In in this case like my mom a lot of in and out without you know, like i said with the church it's like she had her moments where she was like yes hallelujah the church oh my god i need help save me you know and then, then she went through those points of like girl no bye like i'm gonna I'm do me i'm gonna figure out what that means and i don't care what that means you know i'm gonna go through it, you know, cause sometimes you gotta just go through it, dude. Like, I feel yeah. like people run with things, you know, it's like, take everything with a grain of salt, that ba- balance of like, yeah, that's good. And I, and I get it. And I'm going to, I'm going to try my best, but at the same time, I'm only human and I'm still going to experience what I got to experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that the principle of the church in this case, like, oh, well he died for your sins. And it's like, and that's great. May he continue because like I'm going to be human and I'm going to sin and I'm not going to stop myself from that. And I think that a lot of them, they need to be real with that just because they preach about it, just because they talk about it doesn't always necessarily mean that they're walking in that footstep. We're not perfect. Yeah, you know and they're definitely projecting
0: in, yeah it's like of course you know of course you want to hold yourself to high standards by no means is this you know what are this conversation saying like you know just like oh like you know just forget everything and and you know we're just gonna go around we're gonna be hoeing out and all this stuff like no it's, no it's nothing like that but it's just the principle of you know teaching girls how to respect themselves how to have values mm-hmm. um how to keep themselves safe how to love in a healthy way and mm-hmm. then instilling fear um right. and that's what i just i felt so much from the church and from religion was just instilling fear trying to keep me down trying to keep me you know in this box um so that you know maybe a man will want me one day and it's like no like i mean Who's to say, like, what What if, you know, I don't even, like, ever want to get married? What if I don't want to ever have family? Like, there's tons of girls like that. And so it's just like, come on, like, we need to teach more about, you know, having confidence in yourself and, you know, figuring out yourself, figuring out what you like, what you don't like, what you want in a partner, what you don't want. And and that's okay. And we're all individuals. And, you know, at the end of the day, our lives, our personal lives should be able to match and flow with someone and mm. not, you know, it complements someone else's life instead of just uh, us just going along with these with these rules and these, you know, all of these um like restrictions and everything and then we, you know, someone finds us and saves us and now we're, you know, married and
1: yeah, it's sooner like- than
0: later we have five kids and we're like how do we get here?
1: Like- <laughs> Like, it's, like, those generational traditions. Right, yeah. Or, like, have you ever seen those memes where it's, like, my parents at 25, and it's, like, let's buy a house, honey, and have guns, honey, and then, like, me at 25, how am I going to stop, like, you know, like, this, like, like super, like, in the middle of a breakdown, like, how am I going to stop McDonald's from opening up today? You know, it's stupid, (laughs) stupid shit. I don't know how to explain, but it's just the ideals are different. You know what I'm saying? Like, the traditions are different the way that we think, the way we go about it. Like, not everybody wants to think and live that way. Yeah. Not everybody wants the picket fence and the family and the kids and the husband yeah. and the ring. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, back to, like, adding emphasis to that alone period in your life. That you don't need to always commit to something, whether that be, you know, it could can, it can be even beyond also, like, religion. Because I'm sure that a lot of things, it could be, like what are those things that you do in college with the like the college things like the Delta sci-fi. Oh, like a sorority. Yeah. And like fraternities could be like that. Like sororities and fraternities feel a lot like religion too. Or it could be like your football team or like your softball team. It's all about clicks. It's all about the things that like make you who you are, you know, and what your beliefs are in your system and your support group like no that's fine all power to that but don't run with it don't become that because you're more than that you know and allowing yourself to be that empowering yourself yeah. you know yeah for sure um i
0: feel like i mean for me i don't i don't consider myself like religious um i do believe in god i do believe in like a higher power um I believe that, you know, there's obviously there's something more than just what, what this is and what, you know, this life is. Um, I don't know exactly what that is. I don't know. um, You know, and I try not to like kill myself over like thinking about it, but I say all that to say like, you know, religion, I I feel like a lot of people are getting the same kind of feeling. I I think, I don't know. I, I just don't know how long religion can kind of last if that, that's crazy. I, I feel like it's something that will last, you know, obviously forever through generations, but I feel like people are kind of starting to get like this hint of just like, I want to be independent. I want to have a relationship with God on my own. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, you know, have these restrictions. I don't need, you know, this man up on a podium telling me yeah. to, you know, what to do with my money or, you know, what to do with my body, what to do with myself. Like when it's like, I could, I could figure all of that stuff out, um, you know, now to to have the church as support um, and, you know, to have your friends and, you know, people holding you accountable and things like that. OK, but I just I just can't like there, there's just something about it. Um, it just feels like judgmental. It feels clickish, And then you find out all this like shady stuff going on within the mm-hmm. church. Again, like I said, I mean, the same pastor that brought me up and made me vow to never have sex was cheating on his wife for mm-hmm. years. Um, and the church found out and, you know, right. split up the whole church. The, sh- the whole church like shut down. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like that's just, I don't know. It's kind of coincidental there. It's like, hmm. And big coincidence. Who are you telling? Uh,
1: yeah. Big, big coincidence in just general, like about just, I think there's a pattern again, there's like that subliminal message, but that pattern that you can find in common with most things that this is happening to everyone in a different way. It's like same shit, different toilet, right? In this case, like, um, just being hidden from your personal power. The fact that you're an individual that can think, um, you know, individual thoughts that I think that a lot of people are getting wound up in ideas of things or like, bandwagoning a lifestyle or beliefs, yeah. you know, that they don't have that space to allow themselves to be an individual thinker. Like, what do you actually think about it? What is your say? What is your thoughts on it? How do you really feel about it? How do you want to go about it? That everybody's just kind of like a sheep. They want to follow the traditions. They want to follow the trends. They want to follow, um, what the leader says versus having an opinion because people don't trust themselves. But if you can't trust them yourself Then that is a reflection of how much you could trust Anybody else does it make sense And then that's what we were just talking about Like it goes around in a circle and it's like wait If I can't even trust myself No wonder I can't even trust this person Mm -hmm. That's telling me how to live my life How can I ever trust this person that's telling me how to live my life And these values and stuff If they can't even trust themselves either Look at them fucking Cindy on a Sunday night Like bye (laughs) Like you know what I'm saying Like why? Oh by like God, yeah. and it's just it's being again radically real not ignoring the elephant in the room and taking things with balance it's like dude kids are gonna be curious yeah. when you hit puberty your body's gonna ask for things your hormones are gonna shift everybody's experience is different but let's not add fear to them you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. It's
0: all about – I'm kind of just all about, like, empowerment, about, you know, just raising people up. And I think especially young girls um, because, you know, what I had to go through with the church and with, you know, feeling so, like – just restrained. Um, you know, and it's like, it takes a long time. It's a long process of healing to kind of unlearn these things and allow yourself to enjoy things and allow yourself to have relationships and, you know, to, to find yourself and, and just, just within everything, um, everything that you do to, you know, have that balance of respecting yourself and also enjoying yourself. Um, And so I'm all about like just empowering and, you know, teaching and hoping that, you know, like the next generations don't have to go through that. And, you know, hopefully that's something that phases out eventually um, is the whole purity culture. And, you know, we we know, I mean, there's been studies literally in schools of, you know, when we teach abstinence versus when we teach, you know, with with a education um viewpoint you know with with you know actually educating people on safe sex on you know pregnancy on stds on all of this stuff and versus when we teach abstinence and when we teach abstinence all it does is really guilt trip kids um and it doesn't really change anything and at the end of the day they're still gonna do it and I mean, all you're doing is making it so that they don't have any information or resources.
1: Yeah. On the contrary, you're creating like if anything, toxic relationships with themselves and with their partners that they yeah. are existing, you know, like with whoever that they're having that experience with, you're causing them to have that bad relationship with their partners because they can't even express to themselves what they really feel. Yeah. Um, I think that that's something also I wanted to add about it's like uh a lot of times when you do go about it, not that there is a right or wrong way, um, but if you go about it more so the healthier way about expressing to your, in this case, child and, you know, have that talk with them or explain to them, like, the process of being safe or what a condom is or what, you know, sex ed is or what their personal experience was Like, when you're just more upfront and real, from my personal experience, having that experience with my parent, my mom specifically, um, when it got to that point where we're just real, You know, and I was like, okay, for real, like, tell me what it is and what it isn't. I need to learn as a woman, you know, so as far as, like, how to take care of myself as a woman, how to, you know, X, Y, and Z, I'm not going to really get into it. A lot of times, that child is prone to not even take advantage of the information that they know. It's, like, it's back to to that rebelling. The more pressure you apply to like, no, you shouldn't do it, the more they're going to go do it. But the more that I feel like you're open about it and you express it and you normalize it, more times than not, they're not going to take advantage of it and they're not going to go want to do it. You know, on the the contrary, they're going to be more responsible about it. I don't know about you, but like that was my experience that when I did have that quote unquote support from my parent and. She was like, you know what? You're going to do it whether I tell you yes or no. I'm going to support you. Let's go get you, you know, like, safe. And, like, this is how you're going to take care of yourself. And this is how you're going to put blah, 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 blah. A lot of times I wasn't out there doing that. And when I did decide, you know, when I got to a point in my life when I was single and I was experiencing new partners, I went about it very, like, quote, unquote, aware to what i was doing yeah. you know like woke you know like i was woke to what i was doing because i'm like okay well there's nothing to hide everything that i need to know i know yeah. any resources that i need i'm gonna go to them you know without having to sneak around or like oh no i need to get my pregnancy test from my friend or like yeah. there's just so much shame so much guilt so much darkness that adds to it that makes us just feel like it's wrong yeah. You know, it makes us closed off. It suppresses us as humans. In this case, women don't know what it's like to have that that openness of, like, this is how I feel. We're very, we're already very passive as is. Mm-hmm. Women are passive, like, people, creatures. You know, men are more, uh, like, there, you know. But, yeah. And so these things don't make it any better. It doesn't add any fuel to it. Yeah oh we whoa that was good <laughs> we, had a long time. we kept going around in circles about it but at the same time it like it was good yeah. no um all right
0: well I guess we'll we'll kind of wrap it up there um so you know if you haven't followed us um go ahead and make sure that you do subscribe um, I'm gonna try to post more episodes more often um, I'm not like in a set schedule of posting episodes yet but um, I'm sure you know with time kind of resolving all the like technical things and kind of getting more into routine um, I will try to post more more uh, juicy information we'll have more guests on if you enjoyed today's podcast make sure that you go ahead and subscribe follow along and um, stay tuned for the next one See you guys soon.